Wherefore art thou? Patches. This week on the Story Song Podcast. Everybody, welcome to the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. Each and every episode, we walk you through a story song. Mm-hmm. And this week, I don't think I want to do this one. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna, we're going to get through it together, Dan. This one's sad. It's going to be okay. This song is also number one in the uh, song to be used in a creepy scene in like a horror movie. You know what I mean? Like where it's like playing yeah, like- good. Yeah, like, but it's like, <laughs> it's like echoing. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's like, I could see in that. The yeah, 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 I could yeah. see that. Yeah, it's yeah. like, a, or like a like a David Lynch movie. It's like right. playing on an old Victrola, you know. And there's <laughs> somebody's like, turning it with their hand. Yeah, and there's just the something happening that's like just off. Like you don't really know why, but it seems like super weird. This, well, there's there was a scene from um, totally off topic, but there was yeah. a scene from an episode. Yeah, of for, first of all, I definitely love getting off topic. 30 seconds yeah. in. Let's definitely right. go. I haven't even mentioned the name go yet, but right let's do off it. the exit. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. You, 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 bear with us. You, okay. guys will, you guys will love us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, there was an episode of uh, Big Love. Okay. Uh, years ago. Sure. That, uh, what was the character's name? Albie? I, sure. Uh, who was creepy. And there's just like this oh, really yeah, creepy yeah. scene of him sitting in a car, okay. singing along with the radio of like this this like really scratchy recording of Hush Hush Sweet Charlotte. (laughs) (laughs) It's the creepiest thing in the world and it's amazing and that's what this would be. So this song is called Patches and it's uh, by Dickie Lee from 1962. And Michael, for some reason, you've brought the song into my life <laughs> against my will. You're welcome. Uh, so oh, why don't you, you tell us? You'd be amazed how many of our conversations start with Dan saying that to Michael. <laughs> I get that from a lot of people, actually. <laughs> so, so why don't you tell us uh, what is this song about? So, Patches is about uh, two teenagers from opposite sides of town. One from the good side, one yep. from the bad side, and they're in love. They're planning to get married, but his parents, the Dickie Lee character yeah. says he can't get married uh, to the girl that he loves. Uh, right. Patches. Patches. Her name is Patches. <laughs> Which we'll get into. So not only can he marry her, he can't see her anymore. So it's completely cut off. Yeah. He just, he's like, all right. And uh, yeah. he doesn't come around anymore. So um, he then hears uh, that Patches has drowned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he resolves at the end of the song to join her. Yeah. We have heartbreak, we have death, yeah. and then we have suicide. Yeah. Or as I like to call it, the Michael Gazelle special. <laughs> Down by the river that flows by the coal yards Stand wooden houses with shutters torn down There lives a girl everybody calls Patches is my darling of Oceanytown. That was that the '60s in a in a nutshell. It was there. There uh, was yeah, this well, weird. Definitely the early '60s. Yeah, holy. Yeah, there's like this moly. whole like subgenre of like teen tragedy songs. Yeah, it's crazy. That I, and we've done a couple of them. Sure. We've done yeah. Last Kiss. We've yeah. done uh, Teen Angel. We've done yeah. Leader of the Pack. Where there was this weird 
thing in the early 60s. People would die tragically in songs. Yeah. And it was like a romanticizing would, of yeah, it. A re- yeah. 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 In a weird way. Well, this one's weird. Well, I kind of want to save it for yeah, later. Yeah, we could, but th- we could this, save it. But... This is sort of the, yes, this goes into that category, but there's also some weird stuff that sets it apart. Yeah. Right. From those. Oh, yeah. For for various reasons. Yeah. So we'll, we could get we'll into get that into... in the third verse. <laughs> in a little so. bit. But so starting at the top here, mm-hmm. down by the river that flows by the coal yard stands wooden houses with shutters torn down. First of all, that river is filthy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> by the coal yards, that is full of coal. That yeah. being said, charcoal, very good for your face. Okay. <laughs> very nice. So you know what? Swim in that river. Everything yeah, yeah. has charcoal now. It's wonderful for your skin. Okay. Yeah. All right, all right. But I think it's a different kind of charcoal. <laughs> <laughs> Free face masks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, why is my face on fire? Okay. Um, so there's a couple of things. There lives a girl everybody calls Patches. Patches, my darling, of old shanty town. First of all, I feel like you're kind of setting her up to fail. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's let's she let's blame lives the in parents a place on this one. She lives in a place called Shantytown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the name yeah. of the place is Shanty. Well, like, that, that's the thing. All right. So it, they sort of like the way he presents it is she lives in old Shantytown. Right. You know, that that town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Shantytown. Shantytown. No. Shantytown is a word. Right. Yeah. And it's a poor town. This is from Webster's. Usually a poor town or a section of a town consisting mostly of shanties. Yeah. Well, that would make sense. Yeah. Sure. It's a town of shanties. So, but I mean, like, it's not that she lives in the bad side of town. He's calling where she lives a shanty town. Yeah, well. Right. That's well, just what it, but, mean. It's, but it's old shanty town, so it's like old non-money right. as yeah. opposed to new <laughs> non-money. So it's a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. But no, it's it's, it's like she lives under the tracks. Yeah, yeah. She lives yeah, yeah. in on like Skid Row. Yeah. Basically, how did they meet? That's a good question. How did these two meet? Yeah, why is he uh, hanging out? Ice cream out? social. Why is he <laughs> like why why is he hanging out in Shantytown? Right. Assuming that's where they met. Does he work or is at she the coming coal up? Mines is she coming or... up? Is she coming up? Is she coming uptown? Well, I mean, they could to be in the same Richie town. Bird, Maybe they go to assume. the same school. Do you think, hold on, tracks? you think Patches is going to school? <laughs> I mean, that's a stretch. If you think Patches, first of all, my aunt had a cat named Patches. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody names a child Patches. Yeah. Well, that's what well, I'm they saying. Call, yeah. They call them Patches. They her call name her is Patches. probably like Veronica or something. <laughs> Maybe what if her name is something hyper fancy like Buffy? Right. <laughs> like Crystal Carrington. <laughs> yeah. But you could call me Patches. Why? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, that's the other thing. My parents want to hold me back. That's she's, why. She's a girl everybody calls Patches, including her boyfriend. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, Patches, right. my darling. I can't tell how many times I've asked you to call me Veronica. <laughs> yeah, Please listen, call me Veronica. Nobody but you calls me Patches. <laughs> and I've asked you multiple times to please stop doing it. Also, yes, we don't have the nicest house, okay? <laughs> it's not a shanty town. <laughs> I have a single pair of torn jeans. And by the way, they are so in right now. I'm sorry we don't have a butler at our house, okay? But it's a perfectly normal middle class house. You rich weirdo, leave me alone. (laughs) But also, Dan, to your point, like, yeah, she was set up to fail. Like, why did her parents name her Patches? No, because here's the thing, Michael. And here's here's what I was saying. She doesn't live in a shanty town. She lives in capital S Shantytown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's Old what it's Shanty called. Town. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I live in Brownsville. Where do you live? I live in Shantytown. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. No one's coming out of Shantytown. 
Nobody, and, and succeeding. Nobody in Shantytown can afford real names. Yeah, especially if your name is Patches. You know what I'm saying? You put Patches from old Shantytown on a resume. <laughs> You're not getting anything. You're not getting that job. You know what I mean? Can we walk through the reasons she might be called Patches? Yes. Number one, and I hope this is the one, eye patch. Because oh. <laughs> that's mystery. Sure. She's mysterious. Sure, sure. She doesn't yeah. tell anybody why she has that eye patch, but yeah, everybody yeah. calls her Patches. Yeah. But they don't weird. call her Patch? Maybe she just has a variety of eye patches. She, has a variety she rotates of eye every day. She's very, you know, she's very fashion forward. She's it's a different Tuesday, eye patch. I'll wear the red one. Yep, yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's one. Okay. Number two, she's got a jacket full of patches. Yeah. Number three, Girl Scout. Yeah. Maybe Girl Scout. She's Number got a bunch four, of patches. Number four, a lot of nicotine patches. Just a real heavy <laughs> smoker and is trying to quit. Uh huh. She gets yeah. seasick. Uh, <laughs> Number five. Yeah. People are cruel. <laughs> that's probably it, though. That's yeah. it, that one. That one's probably it. I would go with the Girl Scout one. They call her mm-hmm. Patches because she won all the patches. Yeah. The funny thing is, her real name is Cookie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we planned to marry when June brought the summer. I couldn't wait to make Patches my bride. Now I don't see how that. We planned to marry when June brought the summer. I couldn't wait to make Patches my bride. Now I don't see how that can ever happen. My folks said no, and my heart breaks inside. This this first, what we planned to marry when June brought the summer. Yeah. What? It's I mean, summer starts mean? in June. Yeah, it's a weird yeah, way to say. Adoy, it, but, but it's summer starts in June. Did they plan in June, or are they getting married in June? Oh, because I see what you're it's saying. When June brought the summer, it's not. We plan to marry in June. Right. Were they making when the June plan brings in June? the summer? Or are they, they planning, planning in June? To get married or are they going to get married June. in June? Yeah. I think. Or like over the summer, they were talking about it, and like we'll get married in October. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm trying to figure out. I don't understand. I think they're saying they're going to get married when when summer comes. When yeah. Summer June comes. wedding. But okay. but you're Gorgeous. right that it Gorgeous. that it's it's not. Oh, totally... the sentence structure is. Yeah, not the best. Terrible, it's weird because it, also like it's really patched together. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Also, this sentence in this song is the least of our worries. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I might be overthinking it. So, how old is this guy? He's got to be a teenager. I'm guessing they're in high school. Okay. I, Seventeen. I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna give them seventeen. Or like they're high school seniors. They graduate in June. Yeah, married. Yeah. So in June, they're gonna get married right after high school. High right. high school sweethearts, kind of. Right. I don't know. Yeah, assuming they go to school together, they're high school sweethearts, they're yeah. getting married. Um, normally, I would say, this is crazy. They're, they're mm-hmm. far too young to be talking about getting married. But honestly, in 62, she's practically an old maid at this point. <laughs> That's the if, crazy thing, if right? If she's 17. I that, mean, that is the crazy thing. The, yeah. I mean, in 62, it was like, oh, we're going to get married right out of high school. Right. Because that's what people did. Yeah. My yeah, lord. Yeah. <laughs> it is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just how it was. So, um, But it doesn't matter, because it ain't going to happen. Well, the parents <laughs> said no. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Uh, They're young enough to, for the parent, like the parents to say, like, no, you can't get married. Yeah, right. Person. Not and only also, yeah, just and you, you literally, you can't see this person anymore. Yeah. You guys can't that's hang it. out. Yeah. It could be the parents objecting because, like, no, you're too young to get married. You're too young oh, to get married. that's true. Theoretically, they could say you're too young. Yeah. 
to get married, right? You got to wait six months. <laughs> six months. Or many years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm saying, I mean, 62, they're like, you got to wait till you're 18. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously, yeah, yeah. you don't want to, you don't want to be going. You got to get on that. Like, if, you're, if your age has a two in front of it, you better be hitched. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, yeah. But a girl from that place would just bring me disgrace. So my folks won't let me see you. Love you. Not oh, love see you. you. Won't let me love you. Lo- love you. Um, this poor kid is so brainwashed by society right. and by like high society. Like he just wants to do right by his family. Yeah. And so they say, no, son. Junior, no. you can't see that shanty town girl. Yeah. And he says, okay. Yep. <laughs> All right, I guess they, that's it. They didn't say that. They had the butler pass him a note. Because <laughs> there's a couple of weird things here. So first of all, he doesn't say, and, and I understand, you know, he's got to fit into the lyrics. But he doesn't say, my parents say a girl from that place would bring me disgrace. He says, a girl from that place would bring me disgrace. Right. Like, I yeah. also agree with my parents. That's why I'm saying he's- But I can't marry. Said no, he was like, oh, no, no, that's a good point. Yeah, good, valid that. point. Right, 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 but yeah. that's what I'm saying. He He's kind of brainwashed. Not only is he saying my parents won't let me, they've, I think it's that they've said to him, she's just going to, this isn't a good thing. She's going to yeah. bring you disgrace. She's going to bring you disgrace. She's going to bring you disgrace. Yeah. Disgrace. <laughs> and so finally he says, a girl like that will do nothing but bring me disgrace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, he's ingrained it into himself. Yeah, or, or <sighs> they were like, son- that girl will bring you disgrace. And he was like, she what? Wait a minute. Patches, Shantytown. Oh, yeah. What the hell was I thinking? <laughs> Wait a minute. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, her name is Patches. Oh, my God. I can't marry a girl what named I Patches. Thinking? I have an intern. Well. I have an internship at Lehman Brothers <laughs> in the fall. Man, oh, I can't. Oh. That's ridiculous. Well, I mean, do you think Mom, his Dad, first mistake for... was probably introducing his girlfriend as Patches? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Instead of, this is Patches from Shantytown. Yeah. Uh, my name is Veronica and I live yeah. three blocks away from yeah. here. <laughs> Quiet patches. I'm uh, man stalking. Okay. Uh, um, so, yeah. Uh, and then... Won't, love, won't let me love won't you. Won't let me love you. Yeah. I have to turn off my emotions. Mm-hmm. I am not allowed to feel the things I feel. Because if Lehman Brothers finds out, <laughs> even what you're thinking oh, in your man. head, you're, that, that internship's over. So... Thank you, Jeeves, for bringing that message for my parents. <laughs> Please bring them this single tear on a napkin. Each night I cry as I think of that shanty And pretty patches there watching the door She doesn't know that I can't come to see her Patches must think So he goes, he has a, you know, an adult conversation with Patches, explains the situation. She She's not happy, obviously, but she understands. Mm-hmm. No, none no, of that happens. None no. of that happens. Uh, you just cut each it off. night. This is like Romeo and Juliet, <laughs> where they can't get the messages to each other. That's right. And tragedy ensues. Well, I yeah. got to say, this guy seems like oh, a real my... mis- a milk toast loser, because he doesn't even try. <laughs> Right. No, he the just next thing gives I want, his, gives next thing I parents. want is to be like, I'm not, I'm gonna, I'm gonna marry Patches. Right. 
Like, I'm in love with, I don't care where she's from. Yeah. I don't care that there's this gulf between us. Our love can be the bridge between, right? Yeah. I don't see economic status. I just call her Patches. (laughs) (laughs) And call her house a shanty. Shanty town, yeah. But still, like, that's, that's... That's what you would expect. It's got 200 right. rooms, but compared to my mansion, it's a shanty. But that's what you would expect, right? The, the, right. Next, the next part of the song would be about how he escaped his, from underneath his parents and him and Patches got married. Mm-hmm. Even if it has a tragic ending, it's going to be in the, like, them trying to get together yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. where the tragedy is going to happen. But no, this guy- He's he, not a go-getter. No. This guy's, <laughs> he just, he's this not guy's a go-getter. nothing. He's no. a total push, you know, he's a total pushover. Each night I cry as I think of that shanty, and you hear like patches from a distance being like, "Hey, stop calling it that." <laughs> uh, that hurts more than you think. <laughs> <laughs> and pretty patches there, watching the door. Ugh. She doesn't know that I can't come to see her. Patches must think that I don't love her no more. First, okay, hold on. Is this a dog? Can we say is this a dog? Because <laughs> yeah, the way you. he's talking about it, this sounds like a dog. Like. Oh, and she's that's just, why the parents object. She's like, I can't, like, marry, you a can't dog. marry a dog. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> Wasn't your first hint that his name was Patches? That... You don't call a human being Patches. That's the name son, of a dog. Son, that is a border collie. <laughs> but I love her. She's so loyal. She doesn't live in a shanty. That's a dog house. We built them a backyard. I don't know what you're saying. That river oh. is a dog water bowl. Oh my gosh! Oh, oh. lord! This <laughs> this upper class inbreeding has really <laughs> caught up to us with this one kid. Oh, now, man. if you'll excuse me, me and my fiance are going to play fetch. <laughs> She's just watching the door, so I guess he just like came over, and she doesn't do anything else but just sit there and wait for him to. That's come what over he thinks. No, Why? because he pro- well, no, I think it's that he probably said to her, "I'm gonna go ask my parents." If we can get married, right? And when they do, I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna get you, and that's it. Yeah, that's we're gonna fall in love. So now she's just waiting at the door, uh, like a, like a loyal dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh God, this is awful. Yeah. Uh, you know, waiting for him to come back to say we can get married now, and yeah. but he can't uh, because I don't know why. I don't know why he can't get any message to her. He doesn't have any other friends that can get a message to her. None that are gonna go to Shanty Town. He can't throw something into the river. And then get it to her house. Well, I, I mean, mean he nothing. Does, but... <laughs> oh, Michael! <laughs> I, the moment it came out of my mouth, I was like, "This is not going to end well." Uh, but yeah, I mean, but there's guy... no way he can get any note to her again. This is like, you know how I've said in the past that I hate songs that use Romeo and Juliet right. as a theme for love, yeah. but don't see it through to the end. Yeah. This is the opposite of yeah. that. <laughs> this is the opposite where they're like, "This is literally Romeo and Juliet." Right. Where you 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 can't, but he doesn't try to get any message. He doesn't to her. do it. If right. he tried That's to get thing. a message to her, I'd be like, "This is like a Romeo and Juliet story." This is exactly what I mean when I want things to be like a Romeo and Juliet story. <laughs> but this guy was just like, "Oh well, I guess that's the end of that." I wonder what she'll think. But I'm like, sure she won't. It won't end tragically. Yeah. <laughs> it's I've been the only glimmer of hope in her life. But he's a total wimp. Yeah, because he's Patches like, "I want to marry off. Patches." The parents say no, and he's like. Okay. <laughs> like, not even, again, not even like, all right, I'm going to sneak out in the middle of the night, go to her house and be like, Patches, I'm sorry, this can't yeah. ever be. 
I'll always love you, but there's nothing I can do. Just no, I just I'll just go upstairs and cry and just Something. dream about old shanty town <laughs> and patches and uh, old dirt McGee and everyone else I've given a nickname to. Nothing against patches, but or against I don't know fancy Larue up there, yeah, the boyfriends. Yeah. But uh, are there no nice shanty town boys that she yeah. can like? And what do her parents think? Well, I, her parents are like, yeah, go. Whatever One you want. We called you Patches. You think here. we give a crap about yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Your name is Patches. Yeah. From from moment one, you should have understood <laughs> the score. I hear a neighbor telling my father. He says a girl named Patches was found. Floating face down in that dirty old river that flows by. We have to move on to the next lyrics because we're, yeah, yeah. we're just driving ourselves batty as to why this. there's no lyric in there that says, I tried to speak to her, but nothing happened. No, because even nothing. when Nothing! Because I'm going to go on to the next thing. Even when he finds out what happens, nobody tells him. He overhears a conversation. Right. That two other people are having. Well, there there was a lyric in here that says, I got to get a message to you. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, it's too long. I got to take this out. Threw yeah. it out. Barry Gibb walks yeah, by. Yeah, walks by. <laughs> picks it up. Looks into this waste paper basket. It was like, hmm. This is just, wait a minute. Hot cha. Back in a minute. <laughs> I'll hold on to this for 15 years. <laughs> I hear a neighbor telling my father. He said a girl name of Patches was found floating down in that dirty old river that flows by the coal yards in old shanty town. Oh. So oh my God. question, question, question. Oh. Yeah. Am did, I crying? Yes. Did Patches Answer. did Patches kill herself, or was there just some sort of industrial accident? <laughs> no, no, and I'm genuinely asking. Or was it like are we supposed murder? To, well, maybe that too. But I'm saying like was she no. was she so distraught by the fact that he didn't come, or or is it look? Let's let's be honest. This kind of stuff happens at Chanty Town all the time. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. It's a dangerous place. No, People I... fall into the river. People fall in the river. I bet there's no one watching. I bet there's no guardrails by the dirty old river in Chanty Town. She was just kind of like, oh, I guess that guy's not coming anymore. I'm going to walk over here and, oh, no, and she just falls into the river. I don't know. I think that's a stretch. Okay. <laughs> I think she jumped in the water. She drowned herself. You, you don't yeah. think they, they have swimming lessons in uh, Chanty Town? It's no. right near a river. <laughs> um, <laughs> they really should. Yeah. But no, I no, without a doubt, she jumped in because okay. she was so distraught. A girl by the name of Patches was found floating down in the river, and you just hear uh, floating face down, for, yeah. floating face down Ugh. in the river, and uh, that's when Patches, her ghost, just because I was like. Please stop calling me badges. <laughs> Even in death. Even in death. You're really <laughs> talking down to me. Yeah. Also, do we know that it was that patches? <laughs> there might be a lot like, of patches. I feel like there are a couple probably... of patches in Old Shanty Town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should have asked his dad, but clearly they don't speak. He was like, oh, the butler's off today, so <laughs> he's never going to get that information. So, it's, and does the father know when he's, when he, like, are they telling him, like, hey, you know that girl that your son was dating? He She's dead. To, right? Or they're just like, hey, by the way, do you hear about patches? I don't no, know, I think some it, random I think it's girl. The latter. You think it's yeah? He must right, no, the know former. that the no the latter. He thinks that he doesn't know. They're just talking about some girl named. Patches. No, that he does I, know. No, I think he's just talking about some girl named Patches. Oh really? Oh, okay. oh uh, you the don't neighbor, think that? Yeah. Oh, the neighbor is talking about it, but the father knows that it's Patches. Maybe. 
I mean, I, I feel like the father didn't get as far as really like care. learning her name. Yeah, or is yeah. this an Eliza Doolittle thing where she's <laughs> at the end all dressed up and you don't even really recognize her? Yeah. And so that when he met her, she was all dressed up fancy. He tried to fancy patches up when he met oh, the Oh, maybe she's fancy. Here's your one chance patches don't let me down. <laughs> um, we really got to start putting together this universe, <laughs> this story song universe. It's there. Um, but you, you guys can't see this, but on the wall of our studio is yeah. uh, a bulletin board with a bunch of push pins and like red strings with yeah. no. album covers. Yeah, trying yeah. to link all these. I people mean, it's, together. it's it's for nothing. It's, it's just <laughs> random. It just looks pretty, and we have a lot of strings, strings. <laughs> so we decided yeah. to do it. I mean, um, I was. It's, it's just great. it's it's just failed macrame. It's yeah. not, <laughs> but someday, really. when I untangle the string, <laughs> we're gonna figure out how all these things are related. Yeah. I mean, it was supposed to be a scarf, but it went <laughs> way left, way left. Uh. Um. Anyway, the so <laughs> I think the father must know that it's patches that his son wanted to marry right the neighbor doesn't necessarily need to know but the other thing is that we we spoke about it in the beginning is nobody told him his dad didn't tell him that patches died right he finds out he overhears, he overhears it. it so if he overhears it what does he do overreact doesn't try and get more information he's right. just like well that's that and the dad i mean the, you know <clears throat> like the father sees no reason to go tell him no. that the love of his life has has passed on he just thinks uh, he'll fin- find out at some point yeah and I'm, I'm sure like, he'll be okay or, with it. I mean, maybe he would have, or maybe he would have sent the butler with a note. Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Two sun repatches. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Patches, what can I do? I swear I'll always love you. That's beautiful. I mean, what can I do? Definitely not try to go see you. Yep. Definitely <laughs> not try to get some kind of a message to you. Nope. Definitely not- um, Learn your my, real name. D- mm-hmm. Learn your real name. <laughs> Definitely not defy my parents. Yep. And go get married to you. Uh, no, I'll just sit in my room and 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 weep mm-hmm. uh, uselessly about what our pa- what my parents have done. But I swear I'll always love you. It may not be right. Oh, Lord. But I'll join you tonight. Oh, man. Patches. Oh, I'm coming to you. Um, Our jaws hit the floor <laughs> I had in those I last did two not, lines. Did not. Twist ending. Did oh, not see that coming. My gosh. Did not see that coming. And I, I'm, I mean, you know, at least he's doing something, right? I mean, it's not. <laughs> I mean, it's. He couldn't go to her the too day little, before. Too late. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Well, Come on. So yeah, so he's gonna kill himself so he can be with his love. You think? You think in the river? In I would have liked it if at the end it said something about him joining her, like I mean, in the river, right. To make it symbolic in Shantytown, right? Um, I mean, I definitely think he's enough of a drama queen where he's probably going to like want to kill himself in the same way that she same died. spot. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna drown myself just to make it extra tragic and, uh-huh. and poetic. Yeah, right, right, right. Maybe somebody will write a play about us. <laughs> somebody already did. Yeah. <laughs> nobody's dipping into that well twice, dude. <laughs> Nobody. Uh, nobody's reading a play called Romeo and Patches. <laughs> it's a very sad song. It's sad. It's very sad. Yeah. And the the music, as sad as the the lyrics sound, yeah. the music matches it 
perfectly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, well, it's, that, it's those early '60s songs that are like everybody yeah, sings like. That, <laughs> yeah, it's like that do 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 kind of. Oh man. So the thing I will say, I'll bring it up here, which is what we were talking about before with about you know leader of the pack and last kiss and all those. The reason why this is weird is those songs mm-hmm. are about teenagers being afraid to grow up, right? right? And and being afraid of the trappings of adulthood. They're afra- they 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 want to have sex but they're also afraid to have to have sexual feelings, right? Okay. They and don't they, say that in the songs. No, 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 I know. <laughs> what I'm saying. He's being a jerk. <laughs> but they want to grow up. They want to grow up fast, but they're also afraid, right? So it's always like I'm in love and I'm in love. Oh no, you're dead. Like it's it's this sort of like we're driving too fast in the car and then we crash and then we're dead. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I break up with you and then and it's always like this like super tragic thing. But the they're also is, they're also usually about like also the recklessness of youth. That's right? that, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. saying. The, like the, they want the sense that you that this goes on forever this way and you know, right. that that kind of stuff as well. Yeah. Right, go ahead. Well no, I'm just saying it's just this one's weird because there there doesn't seem to be that ele- there's not that like danger element no. to it. Right? Right. He's just sort of like, we want to get married. My parents said no. You died somehow, and now I'm now I'm going to kill myself. Because I, I don't. They're not usually about suicide. No. Right. There's um, like some violent outside force causes this to happen. Which one is the one that's like unknown? There's one that where you're like unsure whether he, they did it on purpose or not. What one? I mean, Ode to Billy Joe. Oh yeah. Oh, I guess, yeah, that's I guess maybe true. that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, a lot of it is is. An external force making it happen. Yeah, Teen but, Angel. I think. Uh, I think there was a train. Is that the one I'm thinking of? Yeah. Is that about the cake? <laughs> in our episode, it was about a cake. <laughs> it was about a cake in, in, the, in the actual, actual song. song. In the actual song, she goes back to the car to get a <laughs> the ring. To, to get a, a school a ring. School ring. <laughs> That's right. That's right. There's no actual Dan made it about a cake. I might have been, for six years, I might have been telling the story of that song wrong. I thought it really focused on a cake. To be fair, if I remember when we recorded that episode, I was real hungry. I just really could something about cake. But yeah, there are external things. Um, Last Kiss, I think, was just a car hitting another car. There was a car accident. Um, Unless, listen, unless Patches was riding a speedboat on the river and uh, crashed because she was going too fast, that would make it a... Song, but she didn't. She didn't. You guys. She's just in the river. Leader of the pack. Oh, he drove away too fast yeah, on no, his motorcycle. motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. Motorcycle. Look out! Look out! Look out! Look out! Mm-hmm. And then the worst car crash on. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, we're not talking about that song. Well, listen, at some point we'll re-release that episode. You can hear all information about those songs. Anyway, uh, but yeah, no, that's it. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, it's just, it's, it's a little different. It's because a weird. It's a, but it's also weirdly passive. Right. right, like again, they're not trying to get to each other. That's what you would expect. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. trying to get to each other, and then in that process, she's Something tragically tragic killed. Yeah, he blames himself and then kills himself. No, he's just like, oh, I happen to be standing near a window where my dad was having a conversation with some random dude. Right, discovered that she died, and now I killed myself. That's weird. Or if they made it that he was on, you know, well, they, they only say had like, like two minutes and forty five seconds to right. fit the song to an <laughs> no, 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 I'm not even, I'm not even saying it. I'm not even saying it makes the song bad. I'm just saying it, it's different than those. Yeah, it yeah, just, yeah. It it doesn't fit in with that pattern that you would expect. Yeah, right. But it is still like within that genre or subgenre of 
of teen tragedy songs where yeah. somehow this really sad, depressing, weird song with a really depressing story was a huge hit. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, and it... people loved it. And there were dozens of songs like this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> well, I mean, I think, you know, again, I don't want to get too pop psychology here, but I think it was times were changing. Right. The, the, this sort of the idea of like the teenager had really come into its own. And I think there were people who were on the cusp who were like, like I was saying, they want to become adults, but they're also terrified to become adults. So that's what those stories are about, where like, I'm going to fall in love with the rough kid, right? The rough guy. My parents are going to say no, and then he's going to die tragically. Uh, like, we're going to be driving boy. in a car. Yeah. Skate, sure. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be I'm going to be driving in a car with my with my friends or my boyfriend or whatever. We're going to get into a car accident and everyone's going to die. It's it's this point this point in music was very specific. I think the the tragedy of it um the the teen tragedy of it all, but th- those songs still exist. I mean, I was like yeah. half joking about Skater Boy, but like Skater Boy, the idea of nobody understands us and even though we're yeah. different, you know, we can, it, it, just because you people see you as bad, it doesn't mean you're bad, doesn't mean I don't love you and we can't have like real adult love. The uh, tragic sides of it have kind of fallen by the wayside a bit, I'd say. I mean, yeah, there's still songs out reason, there, but for that moment in time, the stakes had to be so much higher. So much higher. And for whatever reason, I mean, nobody got out alive. Cause <laughs> right. Because later, later that kind of stuff moves to slasher movies, right? Okay. You go into a cabin, you're at, you're doing drugs, you're having sex, and then something comes along and kills you because you're sinning. Right. Like that's uh. those, those that's, that that's always there. It's just kind of what medium it's in. I don't know why they don't write songs about it anymore, but I mean, I'm sure they're still out there. They're just yeah, not as popular just, as a, complete like subgenre of music but anyway yeah. early 60s story songs were all about tragedy early 70s story songs were all about murder yeah so. yeah <laughs> yeah that's right i mean if i you know you know different taste change i could go pop psychology on that too and say now we're in now we're in vietnam it's a much more violent scary world mm-hmm. and 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 now we're talking about you know people mur- i don't know and then in the Maybe. 80s, it was about being modern and yeah, yeah. Uh, having sex on your own terms. I don't know. Why, why, why <laughs> I think that's that just like? one song. That's that's, that's <laughs> one Sheena Easton song. All right. No, All modern right. girl. Mo- anyway. Move that pin over there. That's <laughs> Wait a minute. Okay. Okay. It's connecting now. It's connecting. Uh, oh, <laughs> anyway. it's a donkey. Um, <laughs> All right. Anyway. So. That is the story of Patches. Yeah. This is a weird song. Thanks, yeah. <laughs> Thanks Michael. Now. This will always be in my head forever. Yay! Uh, <laughs> we're take a quick break. When we come back, we're talking about the history of this song with Story Beyond the Story. We'll be right back. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. 
with Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. I'm hungry. Hi, Hungry. I'm Dad. The podcast where nerdy dads talk nerdy fads. We talk life, entertainment, and give advice to those who never asked for it. Like, anytime I do anything, my brother calls me a thought. What do I do? Or, best college degree for a supervillain. So go smash that like button. Find us wherever podcasts live. Uh, where's that, Jared? A magical place called the internet. Like Spider-Man and Elsa's shipping videos. <laughs> Dad, I'm hungry. Wait! All right, we're back. It's time for story behind the story. So, uh, Michael. Yes. Run us through. How did this story come to be? It just was. Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> it was uh, in the ether. we'll be right back. Okay. Uh, we'll do lessons learned. It was in the ether and it came together yeah. by itself. So, this was uh, written by Barry Mann and Larry Kolber, Co- uh, recorded by Dickie Lee and released in May of 1962. Mm-hmm. It was a pretty big hit single for Dickie Lee. Uh, reached number six on the Billboard pop chart and number 10 on the R&B chart. R&B changed. Yeah, I don't yeah, think. I, I think it was at a time where we didn't really know what R&B was. <laughs> I don't think that's what R&B... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Because that, that's definitely not R&B. Oh. Fit in any understanding that I have of it. So It's <laughs> weird. So because of its dark themes, the song was actually banned by several radio stations, mm. which Whoa. did not stop it from... Going gold and selling over a million copies. Of course, it probably helped yeah. it. That's yeah, yeah. true. Never, that never Man, it, it was the it early '60s. People wanted to rebel against something. Exactly. So it spent seven weeks before it peaked on the Hot 100. It was on the charts for seven weeks. Peaked at number six the week of October 6, 1962. So this is again back in the days where you would release a single in May, yeah. and it would mm-hmm. just sort of like hang around for a couple of months, and then in October it would be like, oh look, it's yeah, as high as it's going to get. Yeah. When it did finally peak. The week of October 6, 1962, at number six, uh, it was behind the following songs. Okay. So we've said that the 70s were kind of all over the place. Yeah. So were the 60s. <laughs> uh, Green Onions by Booker T and the MGs. <laughs> Great song. Was number five. Uh, you know that song. I do? Okay. Yes. All Trust right. me, you know it. Okay. <laughs> Number four was Let's Dance by Chris Montez. 
Number three, Ramblin' Rose by Nat King Cole. Number two, and if you're going to be behind a song on the Hot 100, this is the song to be behind, mm-hmm. uh, Monster Mash by Bobby Oh, Boris sure. And well, it's October. It's of October. Course. <laughs> of course. Every, every October when the Monster Mash goes right to number one. I think this might have been the first October no, did I'm that, though. I'm kidding. Oh, of course amazing. it is. What do you think? It really hits the charts? The Monster Mash? Because they play it twice on the morning zoo on October 31st? Uh, I figure I it's like so. the Christmas tree. <laughs> Jingle Bell Rock comes back every year since 1955. Um, and the number one song that week was Sherry by the Four Seasons. Okay. Oh, good song. So it peaked at number 10 on the R&B chart. I can, well, hold on. Which, what is there any explanation? What is R&B? Well, it has a rhythm and it makes me kind of blue. So <laughs> it's, it's on the rhythm and blues chart. Like this um, could not be further away from R&B. It's like practically a country song. It's like diametrically opposed. They just didn't know what R&B was back then. I feel, probably, no. Like it was, I don't know, music was. We have to look, okay, we're going to look, we, we got to look through Billboard yeah. and see what their rationale for also, pop uh, and R&B and yeah. things like that are. Because I, mean, I can't, I can't wrap my head around it. Yeah. I mean, they're, 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 they're pretty um, malleable, to be fair. But I, when did, when did the R&B chart even, I'm, I'm not asking you, I'm, okay. this is a gen, general question. When did the R&B chart even start? Like, I, I thought R&B was like a late 60s, early 70s well, I mean, this was 1962, thing. it was around I guess then. so. Yeah. It's weird. But just weird. to give you sort of a peek at that chart, the week of October 20th, 1962, after five weeks uh, on the R&B charts, it peaked at number 10 behind the following. Uh, number nine... <laughs> That's my drum roll for this. Was the Monster Mash. Uh, Eight, Someday, Someway by the Marvelettes. Okay. Um, Who I think they had, what was their other, what was their big song? I think it was like Please Mr. Postman. Yeah. Um, That makes more sense. That's R&B. That makes sense. That's what we're saying. Well, they just had that thing and I don't, I don't actually know all the details, so you'll have to excuse my vagueness here, but there's a song that I believe is a country song. Oh, it was on the country charts. That has a rapper on it, right? And it's being played on country radio stations, so it was climbing the charts. Wait, is that the new Billy Ray Cyrus song? I think it is. <laughs> and it was climbing the charts of the country chart, right? Yeah. And then Billboard pulled it, which, of course, had a whole kinds of like controversy around it. And they were like, well, it's not a country song. And everyone's like, it's being played on country radio. Also, what is a country song? Like, what, You yeah. can't just randomly decide this thing is climbing the charts and be like, oh, no, we just decided it's not a country That's song. That's weird. So, yeah, I mean, obviously there's all kinds of, you know, well, and the other thing implications is like, I'm not going to get into here, but the fact that like, oh no, oh no, a, a rapper's on a country song, we can't possibly have that, pull yeah. it off. Well, it's also, it kind of tells you a little bit about charts anyway, because yes, a chart does give you a glimpse into a moment in time, but there are rules right. that like... Well, my question it, is when they say like, oh, it's number three on the country charts, like who decides... Right. What is and is not a country song that gets to go on the country charts? Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, was like, was like Rocky Raccoon? Was that on the country charts? I mean, that's a country song, right? Even though <laughs> it's not true. by a country band. Right. Yeah. So, um, uh, well, the, the rules are. And... I'm all mad. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to call John T. Billboard tonight. <laughs> Get an answer. JT, come on. <laughs> What are you doing to me? <laughs> okay, I understand it was 1962, but I'm still pissed about this R&B thing. <laughs> How could it patches, be on the R&B? Have you heard Patches? <laughs> no, not that one, the other one. 
Oh. No, that's artificial flowers. You're thinking of, no, the one you think of is. No, no, that's Booker T. Forget it. Forget it. Let's move on. Move on. Move on. But it's sure, like the 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 charts are the rules change from year to year. So songs that would chart in this year won't chart right. in that no, other yeah, year. Yeah. Um, like rules about like album tracks, sales, single sales, well, now and digital downloads. They because every like <clears throat> ten years or so, they also change the rules. Yeah. So you can't really compare like right. apples to oranges because they're constantly they're like no radio play doesn't count okay now it does count yeah okay now it counts less okay now it counts more okay now we're using like because it used to be that they would just call up record stores and be like how many of these did they <laughs> right. did you sell and yeah. they would say oh 500 and they'd be like okay and that was the end of it they could have sold 600 they could have sold 200 they would just ask them and they would say then once they had scanning then they would just like computer scan and that's why suddenly rap singles in the early 90s flew up the charts because they were being underreported. They would just say they sold less than they really did. And then once a computer was doing it and a computer didn't care, it just told you the actual answer, all of a sudden they were like, wow, this hip-hop stuff is way more popular than we realized. Yeah. And I could I could put in perspective as, in terms of chart rules, as a Madonna fan, yeah. one of her most enduring songs, Into the Groove, yeah. never charted on the singles chart. Why? But that was on purpose, though, right? No. So the single never charted? It there was, was a single and it never charted. It never, it was released as the B-side of oh, Angel. right. That, and that's the other thing, the whole A-side, B-side thing. Yeah. So it was never, in 1985, not eligible to chart on the Billboard Hot 100. Right. They, and they've changed those rules several times, too. Yeah. About what can count. But then and sometimes, Airplay didn't count at the time. But then what's, there's some Elton John song that's like the most popular singer of all time. And you don't even you Candle never, in the Wind ninety seven. No, it's it's because the, that was the something B-side. about the way you look tonight, right? Which is the A side or B A side to Candle in the Wind ninety seven, right? And that song went to number one, yeah. The A side because of the B side, yeah. That's crazy, yeah. So and so into the groove was released officially commercially as a single in Europe, not in the U.S. Was not eligible to chart. Didn't get anything from airplay, which right. it would have. It still would, yeah. Um. And and while we're also 500 miles off from what we yeah should, let's do we should be talking <laughs> this about. is really interesting to me well there's a great there's a great podcast called Hip Parade uh, that you, everyone should download it's great mm-hmm. um, it's by Slate and they talked about there was a thing in the early 90s where record companies figured out if they had a hit that was being played on the radio yes if they didn't release the single then everyone had to buy the full album oh. yep Jagged so Little they, Pill. Jagged Little Pill, uh, yeah, um, uh, but not, well, that's the album. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, you Ought to Know. You Ought to Know was not released as a single. And also, um, You Can't Touch This was only released as the 12-inch DJ single. And so, officially, You Can't Touch This, which was like the biggest song ever, only hit number eight. Because oh, then wow. you, had go buy, you had to go yeah, buy the, the album. whole album if you couldn't get the single. So like all none of this stuff matters. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I it matters, was... but it's it, but it's like all over you the can't compare apples yeah. and oranges because there's like a million stuff. Yeah. that's always happening. And I think there was another Madonna one from that time, "Beautiful Stranger," which was a huge hit for her. Right. Um, from the Austin Powers soundtrack, wasn't released commercially as a single because I think they wanted to push the soundtrack up. The soundtrack went to like was top five, I think. Right. The single ended up charting because at the time radio airplay counted. Yeah. But it wasn't as high up as it would have been had it been released commercially. Yeah. And then just recently they changed the rules again. Yeah. Not only for streaming, but for things like YouTube, which right. yep. which when they first introduced that made the charts go crazy because it was like, well, whatever people were watching on YouTube was not necessarily like correspond to like what. Well, 
<laughs> but like they were like like if some if there's like a meme that uses a certain song, all of a sudden that song, that song will hits. jump up yeah. the yeah. charts. Of course, because it's getting because people are it's getting a million views on YouTube, but it's not necessarily like because people are like, oh, I love this song. But at the same time, that's the way people listen to music, so you can't ignore it. Uh, it's all and songs that aren't <laughs> released thing. as singles, yeah, end up charting on the singles chart right. because people stream the album, right? And are just listening to that one song, right? Like basically, there are no singles anymore. Yes, right. Every, right. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or I should say, everything's a single. Yeah, everything's, yeah. A everything's a single because you can just go and just stream one random album track fifty times, right? Yeah. If you want from any album. So, yeah, Crazy. I mean, John T. Billboard's gonna hear an earful. <laughs> he's gonna get an earful <laughs> on our nightly phone call. <laughs> it's fine. He's a subscriber. He just has to listen oh, to this. Uh, so anyway, what is this song called? <laughs> so uh, patches. I think we were talking about. Dicky Lee. So Dead, anyway, we were Dead Shanty Town Girl. Is that the name of this song? <laughs> we were talking about where it was on the R and B charts and how that. Doesn't oh right, really all right. That's why we get so mad. So it, it was behind. Yeah. And at number 10, it was behind the Monster Mash. So the Monster Mash is on the R&B <laughs> charts. I'm sorry. I just had to say that. It doesn't make any sense. When clearly it should be on the Monster Chart. <laughs> oh, it was, it was number one on the Monster Mash. Oh, okay. oh, good, 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 good. I good, mean, good, it's good. perpetually the number one. Yeah. One of... One of one though, which yeah. is weird. Well, number number one on the just it, just them and thr- just that and Thriller just <laughs> constantly just switching. <laughs> switching and the annual Halloween charts. It does <laughs> yeah, so yeah, well. Yeah. Um, number Huge, nine. Huge in Britain. What's number one at Halloween? Not true. Okay. Uh, number sorry, number eight, someday, someway by the Marvelettes. Number sure. seven, Ramblin' Rose. Yep, that was the Nat King Cole song. Uh, number six, Stormy Monday Blues by Bobby Bland. Okay, that sounds like a rhythm and blues song. Yeah, well, probably. Num- number five, Lie to Me by Brooke Benton. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four, You Beat Me to the Punch by Mary Wells, which was a great song. Okay. Um, number three was Sherry. Uh, four seasons. Number two, Green Onions, mm-hmm. and number one, Do You Love Me by The Contours. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, there you go. There's an R and B song. So Great. some of those were R and B. Sure. Yeah, that yeah. is that that group's all over the place. Yeah, that's weird. So Dickie Lee was born uh, Royden Dickie Lipscomb on <laughs> September 21st, 1936, in Memphis. Why didn't okay. he keep that as his name? Yeah, that's <laughs> great. Didn't fit on the label. Yeah. (laughs) He's had a pretty long and successful career as a singer and songwriter. Uh, He began recording in the late 50s uh, for Sun Records and Tampa Records, uh, both in Memphis. Mm -hmm. And early on in his career, uh, this was 1962, he wrote She Thinks I Still Care with Steve Duffy. The 1962 recording by George Jones became his first chart hit Mm -hmm. uh, as a writer. That song would later be covered by... Get ready for this. Elvis Presley in 1977. Mm-hmm. Cher in 1965. James Taylor in 1993. He released a live version. Glenn Campbell recorded it twice in 1972 and 2017. Connie Francis in 1962. What? Jerry Lee Lewis in 1966. Merle Haggard in 1969. Michael Nesmith in 1972. It all and... comes back to the Nesmith. It all <laughs> comes back to the Nesmith. The Nesmith. And Anne Murray in 1974, which was her first number one on the Billboard country charts. Nice. Holy jeez. So he wrote a country standard. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Holy and moly. didn't have to do much after that. Yeah. But he did. Okay. Huh. The same year that he wrote um, She Thinks I Still Care is the year that Patches was released. It's one of two teen tragedy songs that he's known for. The other one, uh, Lori, Strange Things Happen. Went... <laughs> What? What? That's, have you heard that song? I have not yet, but oh, uh, I, can't I feel wait. like we're going to be doing that one yeah. in the future. Yeah. Oh my gosh. 
Uh, that went to number 14 in 1965. Uh-huh. Uh, and he continued recording and writing country music with singles charting well into the 80s. And most of the singles he released in that time were somewhere in the top 50. So they all did pretty well. Um, his country hits include Rocky in 1975, which was a number one U.S. hit. Uh, just him going, nine... da, da, da. <laughs> da, da, da. <laughs> This is before the movie. <laughs> oh, oh, got it, got it. Uh, and number nine in Canada, Angels, Roses, and Rain, 1976, was <laughs> There's number... There's ever been a country song. <laughs> Angels, Roses, and Rain is definitely it. You'd think so, but wait. Uh, that went to number nine in the U.S., number one in Canada. His real country song is 9,999,999 Tears. <laughs> That was uh, number three uh, hit in the U.S. and in Canada in 1976. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. And he was inducted into the Nashville Songwriters Hall of Fame in 1995. Nice. All right. Way to go, Dickie. You did it, Dickie. Holy Moses. So the song Patches was, this is where it gets really kind of interesting to me. Uh, it was written by Barry Mann and Larry Colber. Barry Mann's really the name of note here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Larry, so he was born February 9th, 1939, as Barry Imberman. He wrote with Larry Culber another song called I Love How You Love Me. Uh, it went to number five in 1961 in its recording by the Paris Sisters, which does not sound like a vocal group. <laughs> no. <laughs> so much as, I don't know, like a... A brothel? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His first charting single was... It was called She Say Um Doobie Doom. (laughs) (laughs) She Say Um Doobie Doom. Yep. Uh, So DJs around the world (laughs) had to be, and now the big hit, She Say (laughs) Um Doobie Doom. Yep. That was recorded by the Diamonds in 1959. It's worth a listen. Yeah. It's really weird. (laughs) No, you don't say. And he was a songwriter on it, and uh, yeah. the lyrics are all in the title. All right. Gotcha. So he actually had a hit as a singer in 1961 with a song you might have heard, Who Put the Bump oh. in the Bump, Bump, Bump. Did we ever find that out? Uh, no, the, no. I never listened to the That mystery B-side. is still ongoing. <laughs> There's uh, actually an Unsolved Mysteries a episode about it. About <laughs> I think it's uh, The Kool-Aid Man. <laughs> <laughs> so that went to number seven in the charts. He co-wrote that song with Jerry Goffin. No. Who was married to and the songwriting King. partner of yeah. Carol King? It's Carol yeah. King, yes. So he worked as a staff songwriter for Don Kirshner at Aldon Music. I think it might have been the same place that Tony Orlando worked. I mean, I know he worked for Don Kirshner, but um, it wasn't in the Brill Building. It was like Brill Building adjacent. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was. <laughs> I remember that. Like part. you could see I the Brill remember, Building. Yeah. yeah, I just remember what that was called. Um, so while he was working there, he met his songwriting partner, uh, Cynthia Wheel, and they were married in 1961. The two of them had successful solo writing careers with other partners for decades. Uh, in addition to the songs I mentioned before that Barry Mann wrote, uh, one of the songs that I recognized was Sometimes When We Touch. The Honesty's Too Much. Yeah. <laughs> it is. She co-wrote He's So Shy by the Pointer Sisters, oh, yeah, sure. Somewhere Down the Road by Barry Manilow, Running With the Night by Lionel Richie. If you're, if ever you're in my arms again, by Peebo Bryson. Peebo. <laughs> <laughs> and just for tonight, by Vanessa Williams. But if you want to be really impressed, check out the list of songs that the two of them wrote together: Barry Mann and Cynthia Wheel. Blame it on the Bossa Nova by Edie Gourmet. <laughs> you could stop right there. <laughs> <laughs> Blame it on the Bossa Nova.
Uh, I'm Gonna Be Strong by Gene Pitney and later by Cindy Lauper. Uh, we Gotta Get Out of This Place by The Animals. Oh, I love that song. It's really good. <laughs> Shades of Grey and Love is Only Sleeping by The Monkees. Make Your Own Kind of Music by Mama Cass Elliot. Oh, sure. Just a Little Lovin' uh, by Dusty Springfield, which is on the Dusty and Memphis album. Don't Know Much by Linda Ronstadt and Aaron Neville. Somewhere Out There by Linda Aww. Ronstadt and James Ingram from An American Tale. First of all, maybe it was covered later by other people. <laughs> yeah. But it's by a little Jewish mouse who's With lost in the world. big hat. Okay. And a big coat. They wrote the title song to Christmas Vacation. Oh, okay. Here's That's the great. mic drop song. Yeah. Here You Come Again by Dolly Parton. Yeah. Oh, that song is awesome. So they're I pretty love amazing. That song. And uh, and he wrote patches. So <laughs> they were inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame in 1987 and received the Johnny Mercer Award, for the Hall of Fame's highest honor, in 2011. Wow. It is amazing when we get to some of these songs who is involved in yeah. them and and how deep their catalog goes. Yeah. Of song, especially songwriters, and it just goes. I mean, it happens mo- a lot in the 60s because it's they were just just really throwing out everything like they had so many songs well there was sort of a almost an equivalent of like the movie like the studio system right Mm -hmm. they used to have where like everybody was connected to everyone else because like there was only a certain number of places you could work right right so if you wanted to work in the music you had to work in one of like the four places in new york where you could like write song and like write record songs so like that yeah everyone's like kind of where now it's like way more you know diffuse which is both good and bad. Well, and, but... and and there's a lot more. I mean, the '60s is before the singer song. The early '60s right. is before '50s, early '60s is before the singer songwriter right. came to be, where people were just writing their own songs. They right, were where they were like career. Uh, they were career songwriters, and a lot of those original singer songwriters came out of being songwriters. Right. So yeah. they all of a sudden, when Carol King shows up, and you're like. Oh, she's singing this song that this other person sang. She's covering this song. It's like, a no, 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 no. She wrote that song. Right. Yeah. And it's it's really amazing. I mean, the whole, I mean, the Brill building and stuff, we could do a whole separate yeah. series on that. It's incredible. Uh, copyright 2019. <laughs> I don't think when, when you say that, I don't think it matters. <laughs> I don't think. I don't no, think I'm that pretty sure up, it does. I don't think it holds up in court. No, 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 no. I mean, don't stop doing it. <laughs> But it's really funny. You know I clip that out and send it to Congress every time it happens, right? <laughs> <laughs> No, that's official. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, official. Anyway, uh, anyway, it's just it's just very interesting to see like how many songs like they, they can sing, they can do patches yeah. and here you come again. Yeah. yeah. And it depends on who the partners are. Right. The singer song, the songwriter part, songwriting partners are. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. kind of songs they sing and stuff. Absolutely. Anyway. Oh yeah. Fig- finding out that Barry Man wrote um Patches was like finding out that Lieber and Stoller wrote Pearl's a Singer. Right. Um, Blows your mind. <laughs> yeah. I <Crazy>. was surprised. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, we'll take another quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about the lesson we learned from this song with Lessons Learned. We'll be right, right back. Hey, folks. Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. 
And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. Check out the songs of the Story Song Podcast. Find the Story Song Podcast, the official playlist, and the Story Song Podcast, the official classic playlist on Spotify to stream all the great songs we review on the show. All right, and we're back. It's time for Lessons Learned. What lesson did we learn from Patches? And, uh, I mean, really the question is, what didn't we learn from Patches? There's a lot going on, but uh, I want to go first, if that's all right. I would just say, you know, if you're a young woman, uh-huh. And you're going on a date with a young man, mm-hmm. right? At some point during that first date, what you should we should probably do is just go. Um, just my favorite, just take a quick look, quick look around at the at my neighborhood. Um, what would you call <laughs> this? Like, if you just had a like had a good name for it, what would you? Shantytown. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you. This has been great. Um, <laughs> for the last time, my name is not Patches. <laughs> Okay, uh, it's Molly. That's what everyone calls. No, no one calls me Patches. Stop saying everyone calls me Patches. Okay, and this is East Haverbrook. It's not Shantytown. Oh, anyway, goodbye. Thank you. This has been lovely. But don't ever call oh, me again. Man. Okay. Also, I'm going swimming in the river next week. Don't come by. Uh, Rachel, oh. what did you learn from this song? Uh, here's what I learned. You know what? Shantytown probably has a lot of mm-hmm. pigeons. Mm. You know what you should do with that pigeon? No. Make it a carrier pigeon. <laughs> because then you can get notes no matter what. Because right. nobody, whether they poor, whether they be rich, yeah. are going to stop a pigeon from landing on right. a windowsill. And a boy could possibly write a note to a girl mm-hmm. and get information out. Yes. That's what I'm saying. So you gotta be proactive. Train, you gotta train, be yeah. proactive. Train people. carrier pigeons. Train your carrier pigeons. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, you never know where you're gonna need to get a note all the way across town. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right. And the only way you're gonna be able to do it is carrier pigeon. That's so, true. Yeah. yeah. You don't want. I mean, you don't want to go to Shanty. You're gonna go dusty if you go to Shanty Town. <laughs> the minute you walk dusty, in, you look yeah. like Pigpen. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. <laughs> Michael, uh, what do you got? What do you got? I learned. Don't think that you can't afford waterfront property. Mm. Um, <laughs> if you're in the market, <laughs> take a look at Shantytown. Yes, yeah. Um, Don't dismiss it so quickly. No, there's a river right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do not swim in that river. No. Yeah. No. But there is a river. Yeah, yeah. And you could probably afford it. Gets a little breezy mm-hmm. at night. <laughs> no windows. Right. Um, yeah. But, you know, don't rule it out. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. This is good. This is part of your real estate talk. Yeah, that you do. You're, you'll you'll next be at the Jacob Javits Center. Yep, it's only one hundred and fifty dollars. Yep, and yep. what I'm going to need you guys to do is each tell two friends. <laughs> anyway, it's you my- can make money in real estate by enchanting towns. Achieve your dream. <laughs> Mike uh, Lizell, the Patches story. I just uh, now now just a book with you with your with your 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 elbow, elbow and your knee, hand on chin, and it's just called. Flipping houses in Chanty Town, <laughs> or no? How to make millions? In flipping houses in Chanty in Chanty Town. Uh-huh. 
Patches right? Realty. Tip number one, date a girl named Patches. <laughs> tip number two. No. All right. Uh, tip number two. Do, do not steal the girl. Murder her Patches and steal her shantytown. <laughs> House. Number three, build a mansion, gentrify yeah, shantytown it. neighborhood. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Seriously, don't don't swim in that water. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, this has been the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. We'll be back next episode with another great story song. So sit right in that chair where you for are. Two Do weeks. not leave for two weeks <laughs> until the episode comes out. Uh, leave us a five-star review if you can. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the socials. We will talk to you next episode. Thanks for listening, and goodbye. Bye. Bye. I'm Our theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. You can follow him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper music was provided by Purple Planet Music. Find them at purple-planet.com. Our logo was designed by Dan Geva. For even more great stuff from the Story Song Podcast, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Story underscore Song, and on Instagram at Story Song Podcast. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back next time with another great story song. Thanks for listening. Forge audio. Dream it. Build it. Share it. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.